Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you. <clears throat> Man, it's good to be alive. And God is so good. And he's blessed us um, in just such a great way. And so um, I tell you, um, we're blessed every day. And we, we need to really be grateful and thankful for what God is doing in our lives. Today, brothers and sisters, I want to talk to you about a serious subject. And I'm praying that the unsaved and the lost are really listening uh, to this podcast because today I'm going to preach a message that I think will resonate, hopefully will transform the lives of people out there who have decided that maybe they don't want to live for God. And so I have a question to them. I think us who have already accepted Christ, we've decided that we want to go to heaven. But my question to all those who have not decided is what in hell do you want? I ask the question, what in hell do you want? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your understanding of your word today. Let the word go out and touch the hearts of those who um, don't know you. Lord, touch all of our hearts in a special way. We need you. We can't do this without you today. And so, Holy Spirit, anoint me to preach this word, Lord, that it'll go forth with power and with much anointing. And we thank you for this revelation in Jesus name. Amen. What in hell do you want? I'll be coming from Revelations 20 and I'll start with verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Brothers and sisters, if you meditate on those scriptures, they will absolutely send chills up your spine to know that one day there's coming a judgment, the great white throne judgment where he saw the dead, great and small. They stood before God and they had to give an account of everything they did while they were in the earth. And see, you're sent to this earth for a reason. God has allowed you to come into this earth for the purpose of doing his will. Now, you can make a choice not to do his will. And that's where a lot of people are basically wanting to do what they want to do. But make no mistake about it. At the end of your life, 
there is an accountability. When it's all said and done, there is an accountability. Because when you leave out of here, the Bible say it's appointed unto a man wants to die and then the judgment. So when you leave this earth, everything that you've done has already spoken for you. So if you leave this earth without God, without accepting the free gift that he gave in uh, John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So he gave the best he had. He gave his gift of life, which was his son, Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 3, 17. For he who knew no sin became sin that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, the problem with this world is that it's a fallen world. The world fell into sin when Adam sinned against God, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. That was the downfall. And so everybody that was born after Adam was born separated from God. We inherited Adam's spiritual DNA. So we had his DNA, which was separated from God. And that was the sin that day when they disobeyed God and they ate from the knowledge, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Their eyes were open and they were separated from God. And all throughout the Old Testament and into the New Testament, God was doing his best to bring the people back to him. All this time, Jesus Christ was being prepared a body to come into this earth and to do God's will to finally reconcile mankind back to God. And so this is why I'm saying when the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, brothers and sisters, whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Are you a whosoever? Well, guess what? If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're a whosoever. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, the scripture says that um, it talks about accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that if you want to be saved, you got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And if you do that, you'll be saved. It's with the mouth confession is made unto salvation and with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. So God has basically given us the way out. I call it fire insurance. That's to ensure that you never end up in the lake of fire and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that's the only way that you can avoid that punishment. But let's talk about what in hell do you want? What is it about hell that intrigues people to the point where they feel like, you know what? We're going to party when we get to hell. We're going to dance. We're going to do all that. And you know what? The scripture is very contrary to what people are saying. In fact, there's an account in the Bible in Luke 16 that talks specifically about hell. 16 and 19 says there was a certain rich man 
which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Get this. And the Bible says in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. So here is Lazarus. He lived the life of a poor beggar and he dies and he goes to be in comfort with the Lord. But on the other hand, the rich man died and his body was buried, but his spirit and soul lifted up his eyes in hell. So the first thing we understand about hell is that when you go, you understand that you're there. You know that you're in torment. You know that you're being burned, but you're not being consumed. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes and he looked and he saw Abraham afar off and he saw Lazarus. He remembered the days that he mistreated Lazarus. He remembered all the things that he did wrong because in hell, you still have your memory. The Bible talks about your spirit and soul being intertwined, so to speak, because man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. His body goes back to the grave, but his spirit goes wherever it is that he made his decision while he was on the earth. In this case, the rich man went to hell. Now, listen to all the things that's going on with the rich man. First of all, he lifted up his eyes so he can see in hell. He lifted up his eyes and he was tormented. And the first thing he said is have mercy on me because you know what? That fire was on him. It was tearing him up. And he, and he told Father Abraham, if you could just send Lazarus to dip his finger in water, how bad does it have to be if you just want just a little bit of water on your tongue? Because he was being tormented so badly that it, it was just awful. He couldn't get any relief. He was burning and couldn't get any relief. And Abraham said to him, he said, son, remember that you in your lifetime, you received good things. And likewise, Lazarus, he received evil things. But now he's comforted and you are being tormented. Now, listen to what he says. He says, besides all this between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from hence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou would send him, this is Lazarus, to my father's house. Get this. This man says, I have five brothers, they rich, and he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. So he's thinking about his five brothers because he know the kind of life they're living. They're going to end up right there with him. And he doesn't wish that on his brothers. He doesn't wish that on anybody. He's stuck in a place where he's being tormented, where the flames are burning him, but he's not being consumed. He's got endless thirst and the place 
is smoke-filled with sulfur. It's nasty. The smells are putrid. It's a terrible place to be. And so he's in this place. What in hell does that rich man want? There's nothing there that he wants. And he gets there and discovers that there's nothing in hell that he wants. But brothers and sisters, it's too late. You can't turn this thing around. Once you die, you leave your body. It's too late. At that point, only God. And I'm telling you, uh, you have very few uh, life and death experiences, you know, where somebody actually come back near death experiences, brother, where people come back because somebody did CPR or whatever else. It, it doesn't happen often. But I'm telling you, hell is real. Jesus spoke of hell many times in the Bible. He said that there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you realize how scared and tormented and terrified you have to be for there to be weeping and gnashing of teeth to the point where your teeth are chattering because you're so scared? Think about it. You close your eyes and you wake up in the middle of the night and you're out of your body. And all of a sudden you realize that eternity is real because you're standing there out of your body and you're looking at your body and you're looking around you and you begin to know that this place is real. Something is not right because guess what? You're not seeing angels coming to greet you. In fact, you begin your descent down to the center of the earth and you know that as you're going down and there is a like a nebulous whatever down there. And you slip into eternity and you're in outer darkness. You understand at that moment that every time you heard the gospel, oh, my God, every time somebody preached to you, witnessed to you and told you about Jesus, you're now beginning to realize that it's too late. There's that there's no hope for you that you're done, that you're going to spend eternity every single moment of eternity. You're going to spend tormented day and night, night and day. There is no relief. And guess what? God is not down there with you being tormented. God's presence, his power, his anointing, what he, how he causes this earth to flourish. All of that is gone. The fresh air that God provides it's gone. There is no fresh air in hell. There's nothing but pain and torment and suffering and putrid smells and sulfur and, and heat. And I mean, heat to the point where you think you should be consumed, but you're not. And all you're doing is you're burning every single day because there is no time. Time has ceased. And now every day is like the last day. And you get no relief, none whatsoever. None of the qualities and characteristics of God are in hell. So all this goodness that you feel while you're on the earth, all the goodness that you enjoyed while you were on the earth, you're not going to enjoy that anymore. It's all gone. Now it's just you and your spirit. When you came into this earth, you came along. And when you leave, you're going to leave alone. They're going to look at your body. They're going to tell how people, how great a person you were. And you're going to be laid up in that casket. But your spirit and soul will be in hell. And there's a way to avoid that place. So what in hell do you want? What intrigues you? 
about wanting to go to a place of damnation, a place where there is no rest, a place where your worm dieth not, a place where you're being consumed, but yet you're not being consumed. It's an awful place. Jesus said countless times, it's awful. You don't want to go there. You'll be in outer darkness. You'll be in the black of dark. I mean, think about it. Why do you want to go there, especially when God has given you a way out and you cannot turn it around? Once you're gone, guys, you are gone. You're not coming back. You're not going to be a ghost. You're not coming back as a cow. You're not being reincarnated. There is no such thing. It's not going to happen. When you leave, you're gone. And when you realize you're gone and there's no hope, there's nothing that can be said except there's yelling and screaming. And you'll be there screaming with all the people in hell that that are screaming and being tormented. And the millions and millions of people that are being tormented every single day that's been tormented. Back in the 1800s, the 1700s, the 1600s, 500, 500 B.C. All these people are being tormented still to this day. Think about that, brothers and sisters. There is no relief. Now, I will tell you that Revelations clearly tells you that at the end of the day, at some point in history, hell and death will give up its dead. For the great white throne judgment. And God will tell you and justify to you while you why you are where you are. You wanted hell, you got it. But my question to you is: what in hell do you want? Jesus is very clear about this place. It's a place of torment, it's a place of sorrow, it's a place of regret, and you die over and over again. Because you're going to think of all those times you had an opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Listen, brothers and sisters, first of all, there's nothing in hell for you because God didn't create hell for you. He created it for the devil and his angels. But because you are a spirit, you're going to exist somewhere eternally. You are either you're going to exist to be with Jesus if you accept him. Are you going to exist in hell where there's torment and there's sorrow and ultimately in the lake of fire? And I'm telling you, that's going to be a sorrowful, sorrowful, pitiful judgment where the angels of the Lord are going to take each person after they've been found not to be in the Lamb's book of life and toss them into the lake of fire. And that's it. Every day, over and over, the same thing. Groundhog Day over and over pain and torment. Listen, when I, I, I tell you being burnt is probably one of the most painful things that can happen to you. I've been burnt. I've had second degree burns on my uh, foot and it's awful. It doesn't feel good. And I think we've all experienced first degree burns uh, at some point where we touched a hot stove, ran the water too hot, you know, and you know how that feels. But can you imagine being submerged? In heat that's so hot that it will consume you, but it doesn't. That's crazy. So here's what I'm going to tell you. I know you don't want anything in hell because there's nothing in hell but pain and torment and torture. There is nothing that you want there. You know, and I oftentimes say I, I feel sorry for people 
who take their own lives because I don't know, quite frankly, where they are, you know, because chances are if they're taking their lives, they've never accepted Christ. They don't know God because they're hopeless. That's why they took their lives. And if you leave this earth without Jesus, then you left this earth in a bad situation. Do you have your fire insurance? Have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Listen to this. This is all you have to do. Believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Listen, believing that Jesus came to die for your sins. That's the important thing. Believing that Christ died for you. Get in the Bible. Get in his word. See what he says. He tells you many, many places in the Bible where he talks about accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Guys, I'm telling you, this is the way to go. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So at the end of the day, what in hell do you want? Absolutely nothing. But while you are alive right now, I want you to get up and I want you to say this with your mouth. Believe this with your heart because Jesus came that you can live. Not that you die, that you live, that you live forever with him. He said, you know what? Let not your heart be troubled. He said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, I would much rather have the mansion that Jesus is going to prepare for us than that damnation to hell. Nothing in this earth is worth losing your immortal spirit. Nothing. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses soul? You can be rich on this earth, but when you leave, that's it, guys. That's it. So if you never accepted Christ and you trusted in your riches, then you're doomed forever and ever. But thanks be to God that Jesus Christ died for our sins. And now we have an opportunity to spend eternity with him. So pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now and I'm a sinner and I want to be saved. You said in your word that if I would confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, that I'll be saved. Jesus, I believe that you died for me, and I believe that God raised you from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. I believe you, Lord. I repent of my sins. I confess you as my Lord and Savior right now, and I need you, Lord, because I can't do this without you. I receive you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to hell. Because I don't want anything in hell. They ask the question, what in hell do I want? I don't want anything in hell because I got Jesus. And Lord Jesus, if I have you, I got everything. And so thank you, Lord, for saving me. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, you're not going to hell. You don't even have to worry about it. You're going to heaven. Let's enjoy the Lord Jesus while we're here on the earth. And fellowship with him and be with him and remember always to confess him because he said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. OK, so you definitely don't want to be one of those that you deny Jesus, you know, before men, 
because you don't want him denying you before the father. So, uh, brothers and sisters, I want you to find your good Bible believing church and uh, man, download you a, a Bible app, whatever you need to do. Um, and 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 let's get on this. Let's get on this path to walking with the Lord every day. Brothers and sisters, I know this is kind of a kind of a doom gloom kind of message. But the truth is, it's just truth. You know, hell is a real place and you don't want any part of that. OK, so when I ask the question, what in hell do you want? The answer is absolutely nothing. <laughs> this is Brother Leonard. Y'all be blessed. God bless you. God keep you and be with you. Until next time, brothers and sisters, this is Brother Leonard. Have a blessed and a wonderful day.